previously on Creek Chat. A lot of hard R's this season. No, yeah, Supernatural's definitely going to be getting the get down with Jen. Jen, what are you doing? What are you doing? Throughout the span of the show, Joey has historically made awkward jokes. Shit. R.I.P. Abby. Fuck Eddie. He's a dickhead and an asshole and a worthless fucking character on top of it. Dawson's Creek has shown us that they're not above being like flipping the fucking script completely in a three pack. By the end of 15, someone could be in a completely different relationship. PB and Jay, Pacey bro, and Joey hinting at Pacey nixing the goatee. You need to shave that shitty goatee off before the season finale. Pacey will have shaved off that fucking hideous goatee. Crack! Home run! You don't have to wait, cause every Monday we are back with a new episode of the show Crew Chat. Here's our host, his name is JT, with guest Chucky B. Oh my god, this is Crew Chat and it's finally happening. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents. Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT. There's a pubic hair in my soup, money, and with me, my guest. Hey, it's me, it's me, it's the best in the Midwest. You know it, I know it, the most humble guest of all, Chucky B. Also the only guest of all, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, right. I mean, hey, when you're the only, you can be the most humble. That's just correct. You're right. It is. I can't argue with that. And what no one can argue with either is that we're here to talk about season six, Dawson's Creek, episodes 13 through 15. Let's remember the final cut. Exactly. Let's not forget that it's the final cut. We are approaching can't. the end of the Dawson's Creek run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to talk about your predictions for these episodes real quick? Or rather, do you want to hear me read yours back to you for a minute? Yeah, sure, why not? Or what will probably be a couple of minutes? Sure, there's at least a half dozen home runs. There's a whole bunch. It's for episodes 13, Rock Bottom, 14, Clean and Sober, 15, Castaways. This prediction doesn't even need titles. Before the season finale, Pacey will have shaved off that fucking hideous goatee. Yup. And he doesn't shave it off, actually. Yeah, but it got shaved. Oh, I'm not taking away from it. I'm just saying someone else shaved it for him. Didn't even need titles. Oh, nope. shit. We starting off good. So let's move on from there. Wow. So this is going to be an Audrey-centric three-pack, I'm guessing, which is a wrong guess. Because she's definitely going to be, not that she wasn't in, you know, two episodes, but she wasn't in all three because we get a surprise small cast for a third episode. Anyway, continuing on. Because she's definitely going to be hitting rock bottom and apparently cling, cling into life. Maybe. Maybe I'll be right and I'll get what I want. She'll actually die and then come back, be brought back, and they'll be like, your heart stopped for so-and-so time and now you're alive again. And Audrey's like, I need to get clean and sober. So yeah, that first two-pack is just going to be about Audrey getting all clean and sober and hitting that hard rock bottom. She's going to be in the hospital. Fucking the whole gang is going to show up, or at least Joey will. Maybe her mom. Yeah, let's go ahead and say mom will show up. No dad, but mom. Those first two episodes were about her getting clean and sober. So yeah. again, I'll put I'll put you on base for what you said there. No home run, but well, you're on base. I kind of look at it as two for three with two home runs and a strikeout. What are your two home runs? Well, one, the pre-title home run. And then the hitting rock bottom and getting clean and sober? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's what we did see from this three-pack, at least. 
It was fun when she was getting sober, but moving along. Jack, David, still going to be keeping on, keeping on, at least now that they're like officially dating, because like we saw he kissed him, so I'm guessing that means they're dating. There's going to be more of the stand. I think the payoff is going to be Jen dating Supernatural. I don't fucking know why, but I feel at least they're going to end up fucking until Supernatural's gone, until he does something else weird. She's going to still be working at the stand, and there's going to be a lot more flirting going on, and then they're going to hug, laying down naked at the stand. They weren't at the stand, but they laid down naked and hugged very athletically. I think in Pacey's bed? Oh, 100% in Pacey's bed. I rewound to make sure that when they walked in the room afterwards, I was like, isn't that where Jen and Supernatural were just doing it like on Joey's coat or using Joey's coat as a blanket? Like, <laughs> more Jen even talks about Joey's got a ton of coats. <laughs> I was saying the other day how many coats this bitch got, right? And now Jen's even saying oh. Joey's got enough coats. I've never seen that red coat before. Where'd that come from? So home run, home run on the on the on the Jen and Supernatural, and she is still working at the stand. She is. It's another home run. It's, it's going to be hilarious when we see Natasha's face, and Dawson's going to kill the shit out of this directing gig, and Steven Spielberg's going to call him up like, "Good job, Dawson, good job," <laughs> and then he's going to wake up from a dream where that happened. But still, he kills the directing. Okay, so for the most part, he fucking botched the directing. And at the end, just acted like an asshole to cover up for the fact that he didn't know what he was doing. So I'm going to say he did the opposite of kill the directing. Yeah, you're probably right. My guess is after he starts acting like Todd, he gets his shit together and actually does start being a better director. But I don't remember. But for the most part, he fucking sucked at directing. So yeah, Pacey's going to cast away and uh, he's going to get on a boat, right? He's going to fucking quit his job and he's going to be like, dude, I got to go back on the water. He casts away the goatee finally. Joey's going to be in all three episodes. But the first two are going to be about Audrey. And then Audrey, when she's getting clean and sober, well, see, actually her storylines are going to mix between her trying to stay like clean and sober and maybe going to the stand or calling the stand and also with Joey. So then she's going to be like, ah, shit, I'm sorry too. You know, like when I was doing all that stupid shit, like I completely didn't think about you and Eddie. Like, how is that going? What's happening? Um, like, what the fuck? You know, like, and so like, she's like talking to her about it and filling her in. But like, yeah, uh, then this is about Joey. <laughs> this is about Joey and Eddie. <laughs> I think they're going to be trying to work it out. This is Joey and Eddie. I guess, like, they seem to love each other. They said they did. Why the fuck wouldn't they try to work it out, right? So, yeah, that's what I got about that. Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure what to make of what I just read in that last paragraph. But I'm going to say none of it, none of it, none of it hit. And they didn't try to work it out. No, I'm going to definitely say at least some of it hit. Um, No, it didn't, really. Because Joey and Audrey didn't even interact with each other outside of the first episode. And then they were on opposite sides of the world. And Joey and Eddie definitely don't try to work it out. Well, they both did say I love you. Yeah, but okay, cool. But that doesn't mean they're trying to work it out. He's going to be in LA. No, man, they just understand that he's got to go to this school. Right. And Joey's got to go back to Boston. Right. And they're going to fake meet in Paris at some point in the future, which is never going to happen. Or does it? Yeah. Or does it? Do you think that's it for Eddie? More than likely. Uh, Before we get into Eddie disappearing, let's get these actual breakdowns out of the way, and then we'll get into rock bottom. I mean, you got to make room for Uncle Bill, right? (laughs) We're going to talk about Uncle Bill. You know I got a couple of things to say about Uncle Bill. Hold on. Joey enlists Eddie for a cross-country trek to get Audrey into rehab. Meanwhile, Dawson finds that directing in Hollywood is going to be harder than he thought. Yep. Clean and sober. 
Pacey and Jack throw a party that is replete with surprises, and a visit to see Audrey in rehab brings Dawson face to face with a movie-making legend. Tony Stark. Tony Stark, I'm assuming with an I. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming too, because otherwise that's, I think, a trademark name. Okay, so this breakdown refers to her as a movie-making legend. My impression was she was just a very good producer at some point who went to shit. That's what I thought I heard Dawson say. No idea. I don't know, but she doesn't work anymore. (laughs) More on that later. Castaways. In his rush to make a hastily arranged date with a beautiful stranger, aka fucking her back at this ball that they were at, Pacey ends up locked inside a store for the night with Joey. Dun dun dun! It's a Kmart. Uh, not any kind of Kmart, boy. It was a big a super Kmart. Kmart. It was a oh, big Kmart. Big Kmart. With an exclamation point, I'm pretty sure. Probably. I don't remember Kmart's. Are they still around? Nah, they've been out of business for a while, I'm pretty sure. R.I.P. Kmart. Let's talk about this road trip these motherfuckers go on. So, Audrey's going to rehab. Well, the, she's talking to going to, she's talking about going to rehab when the, this episode starts. She's packing for going to rehab as this episode starts. And talking about not wanting to go. Well, of course she doesn't want to go. She's a fucking alcoholic who wants to keep getting drunk all the time. But Joey dogged her out and called her parents after she was maybe dead, but wasn't dead. Which I'm kind of angry we didn't get like a follow-up on that. I mean, they conversed about what happened that night they talked about it and that's how joey ended up calling her mom and her mom was like she's coming back to la and she's going to rehab nothing they can do about it but she's not interested well i mean she cannot go right well joey's on her way being late for something no we're gonna figure out what she does about in a second i'm getting to that i'm not trying to dismiss what you said because we find out what happens here joey's late for something again printing something trying to run out the door eddie shows up she's like what the fuck are you doing here eddie i'm not interested in you being here right now he's like listen i've been thinking a lot about what you said and i'm I'm going to that thing in california and i might even have a scholarship my car is packed and i'm going tonight on the road cross country what's up joey's like um cool 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 but actually seems kind of sad about it because she knows now he'll be out of her life then her phone rings and who's on the line you predicted that Mrs. Liddell would be in the episode, and she wasn't, but she called Joey just now. She's obviously not in rehab, and she's hanging out with some dude named Bob, who happens to be Seth Rogen. Audrey, that is, yeah. Yes. Mrs. Liddell, Mrs. Liddell calls up Joey and says, we don't know where the fuck she's at. And so Joey's like, Eddie, I need your fucking help. But no, they know where she's at. She's just not at rehab. But then, yes, that's when we meet Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's weird. I totally didn't remember him being in this at all. And he plays sort of character that Seth Rogen would play. Especially back in this day. Like, when he definitely played your stereotypical burnout pothead loser. Always. So I didn't realize that season six was going to be, hey, let's bring in, like, celebrities. I don't think he was a celebrity in 2003. I think him and Audrey had both been on Freaks and Geeks, but that was like a cult hit, not a big deal. I don't think either of them were really established stars in 2003. This was pre-Seth Rogen, like, breaking out. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, I guess that's... In my head, I just think of Seth Rogen as a star. 40-Year-Old Virgin was, I think, what, 2006? 2007? So that was a couple years. Knocked Up, I think, was 2007. So, like, he's still the precipice of breaking out. Do you think if he was a star, he'd be showing up as a bit player in the final cut of Dawson's Creek? I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I don't think so, buddy. 
the show wasn't like that in the in, in the waning days. But anyway, he opens up the door and smoke billows out. Which is one of the first times that they've ever been like, sh- they've ever shown like, even implied marijuana use. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the uh, show. It, it's been a pretty heavily drinking centric show or pills. Yeah, that's been the other side of it, it seems like, if they're going to do anything. I mean, definitely someone's died from their drinking, so. <laughs> definitely, that's the main one. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't Jen, despite what Joey might say, but we're going to get to that later. That was hilarious. Oh, so good. They're trying to get her to go to rehab, and finally Joey's like, listen, if you, if you want to go to rehab, just get on the road trip with us. Clear your head. We'll get you back home at least. You can figure it out from there. Which is insane that like they're just all driving to Cali. Well, yeah, because Audrey's like, oh, I'll do it, but only if Bob can come with. So now they're on the road. They're on the road and they're just driving. Bob's farting it up left and right. Um, I laughed so hard. I'm a, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a juicy fart in something like that. And I just, I burst out laughing. What I really hate about this episode is audrey's character is just a total fucking bitch and Dude, rock bottom i'm just like how is anybody friends with her rock like, bottom still rock bottom because they are friends with her if i started acting like that because of addiction would you just be done with me that means you're not my friend no no i feel like that's what i don't is. feel like she's been friends with them for very long they clearly consider her part of the group now like they well, as, yeah as she's it plays like out. in the intro but no, I was just kind of like, man, she's a real fucking bitch. And then on top of it, after they're like, hey, we're going to drive you there and shit like that, she steals Eddie's fucking car. Literally just takes off with it. She's like, fuck you, Joey, for whatever reason. Joey, Joey's like, Eddie, I think this was a bad idea. And Audrey literally drives away while the pump is still in the car. Oh, yeah. Real bitch. And then on top of it, like, she's uh like beating the shit out of some rapist creep like that night at a bar joey and eddie are hitchhiking along the way and they happen to come across the bar as she's beating the shit out of this guy who's trying who's trying to rape her in his monster truck like what the fuck and that's when joey comes over stops the beat down because audrey is literally kicking the shit out of this guy she's got him on the ground and just stomping him and joey grabs her and stops her audrey breaks down and she's like okay i'm ready to go to rehab now yeah and i'm like oh my god what it took it took almost dying and almost getting raped in the parking lot of a bar called the Rebel Yell. I didn't even know what the bar was called. Oh, I wrote it down. There was also, so there's a sign outside of it when they showed the Rebel Yell. Like, you know how at a restaurant or whatever, there's those things where you can change out the letters for whatever's going on that day. Yeah. They had what I'm sure was supposed to be like liver and gizzards, but all it showed on the screen was liver jizz. <laughs> And that also fucking got me going. That was really funny. That's funny. So then they they get to L.A. and Eddie and Audrey make up with each other. And she's like, you're lucky you get to be one of the loves of her life. Which, again, a kind of a bitch move. But then Audrey talks to Joey. It's just like, you need to get over that dude like right now, bro. Like, just leave him in L.A. Go back to Boston and get on with your life. It's essentially how I read what she said to her. And then she's all like, all right, you're my best friend. And I'm really happy that you uh, brought me here. And then she's like, hey, Bob, let's go tell my parents we got married in Vegas. Yep. So that's where we leave Audrey off in L.A. for the time being. Joey and Eddie go and walk and talk. And it's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I love you. I'll never forget you. 
And Eddie's like, you know, this doesn't have to be goodbye. We can meet in Paris in a couple of years, you know, when we're done with our shit. And Joey's like, nah, man, I got this dude named Dawson, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to hook up with him or this guy named Pacey if he shaves off his shitty goatee. Yeah, she's basically, basically, he's like, we could meet in Paris. And she's like, that sounds nice, but I don't think that's going to happen. So just, I'll never forget you. She's like, that's a long ways away. And uh, she's like, your consolation prizes, I'll never forget you. Just remember that. No matter what, I'll always. I'll just tell you I love you and then I'll fucking walk away. So then we get a sunset beach shot in which you never get on Dawson's Creek. Not that kind of beach, at least with the palm trees and shit. But you know what you do get? What do you get? You get Grams slamming a car door and going, I think me and Clifton are done. He wants me to convert to Judaism. Jen's like, but before she says that, Jen's like, what's the problem? Is it sex? And Graham's like, no, that's not it. Cliff has a big dick. He's got a huge <laughs> ding dong. Don't worry about that. She, What does she say literally? She's like, basically, I, his last name is not. No, she's all like, she's like, no, man, it's all good. His last name is Smalls, but that's not what he is, is basically what she says. No, yeah, yeah, that's basically what she says. She's all like, don't let his name confuse you for his cock size. But she, then she's like, okay, that's fine, but I can't betray my faith. He's a good ass man, but I can't be, I can't be converting. So we got to move on. So Jen's at work with Supernatural to stand, and she's got a plot. Because Supernatural brings up his his uncle. Can we talk for a second about her terrible haircut? Because that's new this episode, right? I didn't miss that before. I think it's been in one other episode. That's hot garbage. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I generally speaking do not like that haircut, but I like it on her. It is very bad. I have to disagree with you in this instance. But generally, I don't like that haircut. But either way. I... I'm normally not super, you know, I used to not be super keen on hairstyles, but then someone just mentioned Nicolas Cage in his awful wigs, and now I can't help but look at hair. Someone? Yes. Uh, you're talking to the number one Nicolas Cage hair aficionado, J.T. Money. Don't get it twisted. You own most Nicolas Cage movies. I understand that, but I am the expert on Nicolas Cage's hair and wigs. If you want to talk about it, come to me about it. I'm pretty sure, sure that I own everyone that has come out prior to 2021. Let's not go down that side path just yet. Let's talk about Jen's scheme to hook up her Grams and Supernatural's uncle, who's apparently as old as Jen's Grams. Yeah, it seemed like it was like, all right, this is going to be like a little double date. And then... Oh, it is a double date. They go on this double date to this restaurant. And all I wrote, all I wrote was hilarious. Well, he, he's like, don't tell me you're one of those religious broads. She's like, don't call me a broad. He's like, I called my wife a broad for 42 years and there was no problem. So get the, let's get the fuck out of here. The best part was when she's like... Just like mumbling shit under her breath. Disgusting. She's she called him disgusting. I went back and listened to it. She he's all like he's all like, Hey, are you gonna like stop talking shit under your breath? Or are you just gonna say what you wanna say? Cause like like whatever, right? And Graham's just loves it. He cracks a joke about her going to the doctor and getting the polar ice cap removed from her butt. And that's what puts her over the top. And she bursts out laughing. Now, Jen and Supernatural are sitting there the whole time, like, horrified. Like, what the fuck is happening? And then Jen's all like, I told you, perfect. 
as soon as Graham starts laughing, right, everyone Jim. starts laughing. Well, they get back over to the Mighty Alliance house, and Uncle Bill's like, I'm not done yet, baby girl. Let's go for a walk. And Graham's just like, oh, you know I can go for a walk right now. Graham's like, Psh, I could at least do two blocks. Graham's as good for as many walks as he's good for, and I guarantee you more. Probably. He will fail. He'll, he'll be done by one. Come on, look at that old fucking windbag. <laughs> That guy's going to need a cigarette here in a couple minutes. So that leaves us alone with Jen and Supernatural and they're talking or whatever. And she brings up him sleeping with Audrey. And he's like, well, if I knew you then the way I know you now, I never would have done that. And my thought was, you fucking asshole. That's exactly what she was trying to do the entire time. When you decided and said to swoop in on her friend who you also didn't know at all. So let's not pretend like you knew Audrey any better, but it's a matter of knowing someone. No, yeah. He's just trying to make up terrible excuses. And I just, but I don't understand what the Jen character is doing here falling in love with this guy who is... She is hot for Supernatural's fucking dick. I just, he's such a fucking piece of shit. I don't get it. She's like, hey, check it. I'm going to get this really terrible fucking haircut, right? And then I'm just going to love you and love talking at the stand and hanging out with David and Jack and just just getting bad haircuts. She faked him out here. And like when they're standing there, she walked away from him. He's like, oh, I guess I deserve that. Then she turns back around and kisses him. And oh, now yeah. we know that Jen, Jen and Supernatural are, are working it out right now. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Great. We're working Look. it out until the next episode. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Fuck. We're going to end this episode with Director Dawson and his lady nemesis. Natasha, but not really. But not his lady love either. Nah, I mean, not really his nemesis. It's more like his fuck buddy. And, and that's the thing That's the thing about Dawson Leary, man. Would you, would you ever have expected to say, yeah, Dawson Leary's got a fuck buddy on this show? Nope. Well, he's already, and think about this again, 19, 20 years old. And he's out there yelling, cut, in action on a Hollywood movie set. Stepping in for his mentor. But it's not going very well. Nobody's taking him seriously. Natasha's like, fuck you. I ain't well, reading that shit. Well, the director of photography, who turns out to be his like main crew nemesis throughout the episode, is like, yeah, uh, this camera shot is fucking stupid. This other thing you're planning can't be done. Were you planning on skipping this shot right here? We're not wrapping up yet. And Dawson's just like, bro, I misspoke. I'll get it down. And the bro's like, no, nah, I don't think you will, you fucking idiot. Just because you're in that chair doesn't make you a director. And it's like, oh, damn, like Dawson's getting shit on. And Natasha? Dude, I feel like I feel like if someone said that, I'd be like, no, actually, this chair is exactly what that fucking makes me, dude. Like, Yeah, but think about, it again, from Dawson's perspective, first day, and this guy clearly knows what he's doing. Like, you, you wouldn't. you, I wouldn't either. I don't know, man. I, like, I feel like you got to have, like... Yeah, it, you later. Later, like he does here. I would say I'd probably do it the same way. I'm going to take that beating the first time because I'm not going to know how to react to it. I'm going to be in shock that this is just happening to me right now. Once I get a chance to sit back and think about it, then I can know what I'm going to say and have a strategy. Because now I clearly have realized I'm fucking I don't see. You can't can't react immediately to that. I don't see why he doesn't like. And and maybe he does. And that's what you're saying. It's just like for me, it would be like. It's because he doesn't. I'd be like constantly remembering like I've worked here 
and basically seen so is he though todd does i'm guessing that director of photography has also been working that movie the whole time so he also knows what's going on and has been doing his job based on his age for 20 years like he's seen in like so many directors come and go over the years who's this dawson leary kid to him like you gotta look at it from his perspective too no yeah but at the same time like this guy can also fire you. So, but Dawson, but Dawson isn't in that mindset either, though, and he doesn't believe that Dawson would have the balls to fire him because he knows he's going to need his expertise. Like, I'm not saying this guy's right for treating Dawson like shit, but I'm saying I think at the end he he realized he wasn't right. What Dawson's like, hey, fuck you! If you're not going to fucking be a team player, get the fuck off my set. I think he's still right because Dawson does suck at doing his job because he doesn't know what he's doing, and he'll learn over time, sure, and they obviously get the shots they need. But he wasn't good by the standards of a professional director. No, and that's why it goes straight to TV, as we find out in the next episode. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that, does it really? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. So let's bring Natasha to the mix here. She comes up to Dawson and she's like, there's studio saying I'm doing a naked scene. I'm not doing it. You've got a whole bunch of fucking like shit in this script that I'm not going to say. Like, this is a whole bunch of nonsense. You need to fucking figure out your shit. Get your shit together come back on set and get this production done otherwise you're gonna fuck this whole thing up and i'm like all right at least someone's talking sense to him because it's what we were just saying he needs to take control and that's yeah what she and then tells once him. she kind of gives him that pep talk he's like all right let's do this shit and that's where he starts fucking taking control unless i forget heather's there too so he knows yeah. his ass is on the line if he doesn't get it together and after he fires this Frank or whatever his name is. I think his name was actually Frank. Possibly. After he fires this dude and replaces him and gets the shots he needs, Heather's like, you don't know how fucking close you were to losing your job right there. And I think he did know. And he's got this big old smile on his face after she walks oh, away. Yeah. But then this uh, this episode ends with uh, Dawson and Natasha like the, the next morning or something like that. And she's like getting dressed and ready to leave. And she's like, so you know what this was, right? And Dasha's like, or Dasha, Dawson's like, like, uh, yeah, this is just, uh, this is just, this is just good sex. She starts out by saying like, oh yeah, we could find a time to get together in the future or whatever. And he stops her. He goes, you don't have to pretend like you want to do that. I know what this is. Like this, you were right from the beginning. This was all about sex. So she's like, oh, thank God I don't have to pretend about that anymore. Like, whew. (laughs) <laughs> but she's like you know what dude i know i'm gonna see you in the future i got a good feeling about you and he's like cool 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 yeah but then she also says something weird to me she's never been more proud of anyone in her whole life than when he took control on set the other day that's a quote well maybe she does actually like dawson as a person i find it strange that some guy that you were fuck buddies with is the person that you have been most proud of in your whole life i just think that's strange yeah, I don't know. Maybe she just didn't have a lot of people in her life. Yeah, I don't know either, but I still think it's strange. I didn't want to go deep on that thought. I just wanted to point it out. Anything you got to say about that? No, what I do have to say is Audrey, clean and sober, getting a visit from her main man, Dawson. Dude, they have such a good... And maybe it's just because Audrey has such a good chemistry with everybody. I'm blanking on the actress's name right now, and it's busy bothering Phillips. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember her name is Busy because I'm like, whose name is Busy? Her and Michelle Williams became real life to this day best friends because of being on the show together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But anyway, I think she just has such good chemistry with everybody she acts with. 
So that goes a long way. But her and Dawson here. I really hated the drunk Audrey character. I like her way more when she's sober. Yeah, I don't think you were supposed to like the drunk Audrey I character, know. Chuck. I know. Like, I think that's the point. Is I know. Supposed to like but her. it made me to the verge of, like, angry. Oh, I know. I and know. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I was like, if we're going to get more of this, I'm fucking tuning out to her story. Well, Dawson shows up to her rehab. She's like, did you bring the NyQuil? He's like, oh, nah, man, I forgot. She's like, I've been smoking a whole lot of cigarettes in here, dog. I'm like out of breath just going on a walk right now. I've just been chain smoking. She's like, they do weirdly actually encourage the smoking. I think they do. And even at AA and stuff like that, because it's something you can be addicted to and focused on that isn't drinking, that isn't shooting up, that isn't whatever. Like It's going to kill you, but it's going to... All of it's going to kill you, but it is the one that doesn't make your mind do something fucking stupid yeah you can you can do this and still go to work yes yes it's much easier yeah like i i smoke a pack a day i still have a job there's a lot of people who drink a case a day and still have a job too i'm i'm just saying there are it's a terrible thought but so he's 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 in the area whatever because he's crashing at todd's guest house for like two weeks just chilling with Todd, which I think is funny as hell. Why didn't he bang Tony Stark? Oh, so he spots Tony Stark from across the way. And he starts, like, geeking out. He's like, man, this bitch right here, she's, like, a legend. I love her. But I've heard she's got a real bad attitude. Like, dude, she wants you. <laughs> well, she's like, she, he, he's, well, he's talking to Andre. And he's like, should I go talk to her right now? Like, should I go talk to this woman who I know has a reputation for having a bad attitude? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Dawson, that's the strategy. Walk up to a woman who's in rehab. A woman who's known for just being a real jerk off. Go to go go to her in rehab. See how that goes for you. But the flip happens because he does, and she is like, well, I don't know if she wants to tolerate him, but she wants to touch him. Yeah, and I don't know. It could have been probably anybody. That's my point. But I do take it while you can get it right. She literally, she literally says to him, "So are we gonna go somewhere or what?" It's bad to <laughs> tease a dried up bird with your naughty bits. What the fuck are you saying to him? And and then when she says that, if you are oblivious to everything up until that point, be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Again, I think it's one of those. I'm a visitor. I don't think it's like when that guy was yelling him on the movie set. He's just so taken aback by what's happening to him. He can't even (laughs) respond. He's just sitting there like with his jaw on the floor. Like, uh, there's at one point where she grabs his hand for a handshake and just like starts staring at it like. And he just lets her. He just sits there and just lets her do it. Like He just freezes in moments like this, I guess. And Audrey, once Tony Stark rolls out, Audrey's in the background just dying laughing. She is dying like me right now. Oh, it was now. so funny. So they're still stalking her, though, because that's their adventure now. They're stalking Tony Stark, and they follow her into this group meeting session. Yeah, and then Audrey starts talking like me with an Australian no, accent. she's talking with a southern accent. Same thing. I don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a, it's an accent that's not your own. Same thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Home, <laughs> home run, Chuck. Well, she calls herself Pinky. She calls herself Pinky. She says her and Dawson are brother and sister, but they've got a whole bunch of kids together. Well, they said they were second cousins. 
Oh, something like that. I don't know. They It was clear that they were fucking around, except the guy who was running the meeting was eating it up. He was taking notes like, ooh, this is a breakthrough day for me, because it's a breakthrough day for her. That, and then the, the, the one, uh, Tony Stark, she's all like, She's like, actually, this guy just likes to tease old birds, and this girl lost a bunch of cigarettes to me in poker last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Before she gets to saying that, though, like, Audrey and Dawson do have, like, a legit moment where he kind of brings up the car accident, and she legitimately, like, even drops the accent and, like, talks to him real close, like, and apologizes for it, and... Dawson's just so chill. Like He's like, hey, man, don't worry. It's not my house. It's Gail's. If it doesn't have to do with Joey, Dawson is the most chill person on Earth. He's just like, whatever, man. Like, I'm cool, dude. Don't worry about it, Audrey, man. I'm, I'm sure I could get Gail to let you, like, crash there for a night. You've already crashed there <laughs> once. So they get kicked out of the meeting, and they're heading outside. And she's like, listen, man. Like, seriously, though, I feel like some actual healing was happening in there right now. Like, that was awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being for me. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, listen. Or she says to him, next time you come back, bring that NyQuil, won't you? And he's like, yeah, but you almost got to be getting out of here soon, right? That's when she's like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm kind of nervous about leaving here. So we'll see what happens. And I was like, that's a good answer. That is a good answer. Because if you're not feeling sure. But I wrote down here in my notes, and now we're nearing the end. So these kind of big things happening, who knows? I was like, are these two going to start hooking up here now, too? Maybe. They're both, maybe. Why not, right? They're both in in LA. LA. Should be fucking. Is Audrey going to stay in LA, though? When she gets out of rehab, is she going to go back to Boston? So does she get, like, conjugal visits at rehab? I mean, I don't think it works like that. I don't... Could their visits just be conjugal? I feel like they could have very easily had sex anywhere during that entire episode. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're supposed to be, but they can be. Yeah, it's just about getting off of drugs and alcohol and whatever you're in there for. Yeah, you can have sex. It's another drug that releases chemicals in your brain and into other people's bodies. It's no problem. Let's move on from there. Let's move on from that storyline, which is fun. Let's get everyone together at a party over at Pacey, Emma, and Jax. It's a party of celebrating the big TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is actually how the episode opens. They're at a like a store, like a, like a Circuit City or a Best Buy. Oh, it was a Best Buy. Oh, it was a Best Buy. I saw the shirt, but even before that, because I worked at Best Buy not too many years after this in the real world, and the design was mostly the same, I just saw like the shit hanging from the ceiling and the racks, and I was like, this is a Best Buy. So yeah, they're at this uh, Best Buy or Circuit City, and they, uh, like, Pacey's like, yeah, I'm totally buying this thing. And Joey's like, I'm so proud that you're buying this TV. I'm so proud of you. You're skipping over the whole weird fake out where him and Jack are like ogling something that's clearly not a woman, but they're making it seem like well, it's... no, because why is Jack going to be ogling a woman? No, I know, but that's I just wanted to point it out because I was like, who are you trying to fake out with this moment? They're clearly in an electronics store. And Someone no, who's can't literally see what just t- turning on the show. Right and no, not. someone who's literally just turning on any form of entertainment yeah, and exactly. doesn't know doesn't know storylines. Someone who's ch- who's channel surfing. They're like, "Ooh, I wonder if I'm gonna see this sweet ass." And they're like, "Nope, TV changes the channel." But yeah, jo- Joey and Pacey. Joey's very proud. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I'm so proud of you, Pacey." I'm like super proud of you. She's like, "Yeah, you've come a long way," and he's like, "Yeah, but I hope I haven't come." 
too far. And she's like, do you really worry about that? Or too hard. He's like, I do, I do worry about that, you know. This is the only sort of hint we got at the if his job is legitimate or not this entire three pack because otherwise there's really no talk of this and of his job this entire three pack except for maybe that no, party at the no end. the next episode they're at a ball hosted by step attack it's a networking event for him that's why joey's there with him like it's an integral part of the third episode but the first two He's not in the first one, so doesn't happen there. We just don't get too much. We don't get really any information. No, as far as whether or not it's a legit job, you're right. We don't get anything from any of these episodes, really. Like they're saving that up. I feel like that'll have to happen in the next three pack. It's gonna have to. They'll just the Fed come down on his ass. He'll be in prison. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do and how they do it. But for now, the delivery crew shows up with this big ass TV. Drops it off. David comes over and he's like, oh my God, Jack, I want to fuck you because you got this TV. He's like, he's like, Jack, it's so big. Jen's like, is this really working? Is this really working right now? This big TV is going to get you laid. And David's kind of like, yeah, it is going to get him laid. (laughs) David's like, oh, (laughs) let's go to your room right now, Jack. And Jack's like, I want to look at this TV a little bit more. Then we Jen's can. like, well, Emma's going to hate this fucking TV. Well, Emma comes in. No, she doesn't like the TV, but she's also got a straggler behind her. A guy named Gus, who is apparently her belching fiance. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? Obviously, we get some uh, clearance on that. You didn't assume right away that it was a green card marriage? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, of course, this crazy British chick is just going to be engaged to some schmuck. So Jen and Supernatural show up to the party. She decided to bring him along, even though it's at Pacey's house. Pacey will be fine. Jen talked to him about it. Oh, yeah. Like, right right before they get there. She's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold up, hold <laughs> Literally, hold up, hold up, no. They were at the door. So they were at the door. This party is the dude that punched you in the face, but he's going to be cool. You'll be cool. We'll all be cool. Then we'll fuck later in his bed, so it's going to be kind of like payback for you, so we're all going to be cool. So cool. Just like my haircut, right? My haircut's super cool. So they add inside. No problem. Pacey and Joey are in the kitchen. And he's mixing her up a drink. and She goes hard on the liquor. <laughs> well, he's like, listen, I heard things have been shitty for you lately, but you're going to land on your feet like you always do. And she's like, but that's the thing. I always like play it safe. I always do that sort of thing. He's like, well, you're in a safe space right now. Get fucking hammered. You want to cut loose tonight? You want to harken back to the party days when I, we were playing strip poker or whatever? Come on down. Get drunk like that. And she's like, oh, I'm in. He hands her the mixed drink. She grabs the bottle of liquor and proceeds to pour like a four or five count into that bitch. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, hey, David. Uh, there was this one time when I was uh, doing this painting, and Jack got a fucking hard on for me. David's like, "Wait, Jack was an artist at one point too," because she tells him that. Like, she's just she's drunk, Joey, and I love drunk Joey. It's I she might be the best the, Joey. Is this maybe the third or fourth time we've seen it? We saw it once at the study party at that one rich dude's house. This is the best version of the drunk Joey because it is literally. There's no strings to this party except for Jen and Supernatural for some weird reason. So we got we're back in the fr- we're back in the kitchen and Jen's in the fridge and David comes up to her. He's like, "Man, you seem really kind of jumpy tonight." And she's like, "Yeah, it's because I'm not drinking. Because I'm here with Supernatural. I don't want it to be like weird or anything." And David's like, 
I mean, you know he doesn't he mind, knows right? Other people drink, right? And Jen's like, yeah, 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 no, 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 that's fine. I don't care. And Pacey comes up, and he's going to get a drink, and he's like, yeah, no, I talked, I talked to to Supernatural man. We're cool. We kissed and made up. I offered him a drink, and it's all good. And Jen's like, wait, did he take that drink from you? And Pacey's like, of course he took the fucking drink from me. Everyone takes drinks. And Jen's like, oh, but he's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic, Pacey. Pacey's like, oh shit, man, I gotta go do damage control. Also, do you know where Joey's at? And Jen's like, no, I don't know where, I have no clue where Joey's at. Pacey's like, I'll go find her too. No, yeah, Joey's in the, in the other room talking to Supernatural. And she's like, Psst, Supernatural, you know Jen's a murderer? Yeah, she killed, and, she killed. Supernatural's like, She's what? like, yeah, she killed a girl once. Abby Morgan, she killed her. That ghost she, bitch. She killed champagne. her. Turned her into a ghost. And Supernatural is literally just looking around the room like, how do I get out of this fucking conversation? Like, did anybody else just hear this? Like, (laughs) is anybody else going to refute this? Does anybody know an Abby Morgan? Did she die? Did Jen kill her? So... Hello? Anyone? (laughs) Suddenly Pace is on the scene. He grabs Joey, drags her away like you said enough about Abby Morgan. Also, Supernatural, I'm sorry for that thing earlier. I didn't know. And he's like, what are you talking about? But Pacey's already gone. And Jed's like, I told everybody that you're an alcoholic. (laughs) That comes up a little bit later. She's drinking hard. She keeps, wait, hold on. No, Pacey and Joey sit down. And I'm guessing this is on Emma's bed because there's hearts all over the comforter. I guess it could be Jack's. It's not... It's not Pacey's because Pacey's is full of coats and used condoms later, I'm assuming. And I bet yeah, he, yeah, they yeah. weren't the first couple to fuck in there that night. Probably not. Apparently, you just go to the coat room. It doesn't matter whose room it is or where it's at, where the coats are. Nah, dude, even, even Supernatural's all like, oh, man, we got to get the fuck out of here. There's people trying to get in here to fuck after us. <laughs> well, anyway, so she's sitting down. They're sitting down talking, and she's drunk as fuck, obviously. She's like, I hope those two can work it out, Jen and Supernatural. And she's like, everyone seems to be working it out. And I'm like, Joey Potter, think about that for a second. No one in your life is working it out right now. Everyone is fucking it up somehow, whether they know it or not. And she's all like, yeah, man. She's like, you know what I realized? I just push everybody away, you know? He's like, I push Dawson to L.A. I push you out to sea. I push Eddie to fucking L.A. and to another school because I believe in him and I want him to believe in himself. And he finally does. And I'm like, damn it, if he would have stayed here, we could have still been fucking. Well, that's what Pacey's like. Listen, you're looking at it the wrong way, man. Like, you're not pushing him away. You're just helping them become better men. Like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, yeah, well, we're not together anymore. And he starts to look kind of sad about it. And then she's like, well, don't you get sad, man. We're talking about my shitty life. And uh, Oh, I forgot. That's right, Pacey. I'm sorry. You're not over me. And that just kind of hangs up in the air for a second. And they joke about Audrey at Christmas dinner and all that shit. And finally, she's like, you know what? I'm a good catch. And then she walks away and Pacey just sits there and is like, what the fuck just happened to me? And then I feel like there was a party montage. Oh, huge party montage. Keg stands, keg stands and drinking and partying and all sorts of crazy shit. And that's when Jack sits down with Emma and Gus. Yeah, and she's all like, isn't it obvious? I need to get married to get my, because my visa's expired, bro. And and Jack's like, shit. And you could see it right there where he's like, this motherfucker's going to ask her to marry him. No, it's our, oh, that Jack is going to? I can well, see it's it not right quite, it's, there. It, it's, no, it's, like, it's, it's here. 
it's it's when it's when Gus really reveals who he is because I feel like if Gus wouldn't have been a total trash bag, then Jack would have been like, okay, I don't need to feel like I need to step up and do yeah. work here. But Gus is like, man, listen, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. I get free room and board. She said she'd cook for me, and Jack's like, she sucks to cook. And dude's like, I don't give a fuck, man. She's got a nice rack. And then when Emma comes back, after Gus has talked to Jack for a little bit, he looks at Emma and he goes, he doesn't even seem that gay. And the look on Jack's face, like, bro, I've heard this enough fucking times this season. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm about to whoop that ass. And that's when I was like, he's done with this shit. He's definitely going to be stepping in and trying to do something. Because him and Pacey even have a talk about it right now while she goes and does a bunch of keg stands. Jack's like, she should have she should have said something to us. She could have really fucking like said something to us about it. We could have helped. And it, they even zoomed in on Pacey's face. And I was like, oh no. Is he gonna do the white the the knight in shining armor bit that he's known to do? Is he gonna step in and try and fucking like propose to her too? I don't remember. That's part of the joy of this right now. It's like, who's gonna do it? But anyway. Now we get to the weird gen and supernatural mind game portion of the episode. Because it felt to me like he was just playing these weird mind games with her and twisting her words around when she's just trying to show concern for him as an alcoholic. You're right. She fucked up by revealing to another person that he... I think they were both fucking idiots in this scene. Agreed. I'll, I'll agree with you, but I think he was intentionally twisting her words around and making it feel like she was trying to be vindictive when she definitely came across more as she was just concerned. I kind of felt like they both were just kind of like being douches. And I just then hate, they're I like, hate the whole hey, story let's line. just go fuck it out. And... No, first, no, first, first they sit down and play spin the bottle with everyone else because Joey decides it's a good idea to play spin the bottle. Did you did you skip over the whole spin the oh, bottle no, yeah, portion? Oh, yeah, I wrote down the spin the bottle. It, it just Oh, and me. then I wrote that Jen and Supernatural go make out somewhere and Gus smashed Pacey's new TV and then Joey passed out. Because I just had that all in one big line. Because I, I feel like the individual spin the bottles were just kind of whatever. Well, no, there was just a couple of things I wanted to get in there. A, Gus straight up licks the side of fucking Joey's face because he's a weirdo. Like, I just hate the character, but he just straight up licked her face. Joey was just kind of like, ew. Jen and Supernatural get up to go fuck. But Joey's like, this isn't seven minutes in heaven. You've got to come back here. And I thought that was a funny line from Drunk Joey. Oh, so they were just going to fuck from this game what he landed on her or she landed on him and spin the bottle they started making out and then they just got up and went to the bedroom is essentially what it was yes exactly and that's when gus breaks the tv emma kicks him the fuck out and says we're not getting married anymore and then joey falls over and passes out yeah <laughs> like okay we've kind of come to the end of the party portion of our evening and we get jack and david talking on the couch and david's kind of like Joey told me all the shit about you I just didn't know. Because Jack has definitely tried to get rid of the artsy gay image and go with the jock bro image. Oh, yeah. Real for hard. Sure. So he, he doesn't... I feel like he probably doesn't even do much art anymore. Like, maybe he doodles, but I feel like he doesn't, you know, like he used to at least. But we don't get to see that at all. But he's more focused because he's like... I'm sorry I didn't focus on you all night, but hold on. Let me keep not focusing on you because I got to talk about Emma and how I really need to help her out here. And this is where it's clear he's going to go fix that situation. Do we need to talk about Jen and Supernatural boning in the bedroom anymore? I think we already covered that. Uh, no, the only thing that I wrote down was something that we actually covered. And it was a direct quote from Jen 
Uh, no, this is Joey's coat. She has enough coats. I also wrote that exact quote down. Thought it was funny. So we'll keep going with Jack and Emma because he does. They're saying goodbye to all the guests for the evening. And he first brings is, up. I'm sorry, but this is part of what I have written down as the ending sequence of this episode where it's uh like basically at the like last five or six minutes of this episode. It's most of the, it, it all takes place at, here at the apartment. The landing gears are down on the airplane. Yeah, and that's where this uh, whole conversation takes place after the party's pretty much concluded. Everybody's pretty much leaving or on their way out or passed out. I think they say goodbye to the last two people who are leaving. Yeah, I think it was actually supernatural and Jen. Uh, Yeah, I didn't pay attention because they were just, boom, gone out of there. And Jack does at first go like, so could you just always go home? Like, is that an option? And she's like, no, my pride is way too strong to go home. What I don't understand is why wasn't she trying to, like, apply for citizenship? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know enough about that process to even comment on why she would or wouldn't be doing that. I it's, I feel like that's a waste of time. I don't think it's as easy as all of that. I'm sure it's probably not, but... I feel like if you plan on staying here and you're going to school and your visa is requirement of school, then wouldn't you think to go, okay, well, I need to at least continue going to school until I can figure out how to become a citizen so I don't get kicked out of the country. No. it's, it's You know she's not living a life like that. I think she's supposed to be around their same age, too. Like, just flying by the seat of her pants. She's going to end up back in the UK. You fucking know that. Like, that's just how yeah, it has to be. probably right. I didn't, I didn't even consider her trying to find another way just because that's just how it is. But he offers, and she's like, you're too good of a guy. Like, I appreciate it, and I know that you would do that, but I couldn't. Well, yeah, that's what she's like, no. that's why I chose Gus, because I can just be like, no, you're a piece of fuck shit. Get Gus. the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck you. I don't need to worry about you. And then we get to Pacey dropping drunk-ass Joey off in his sloppy bed. Oh, yeah, and Joey's like, oh, yeah, uh, let me give you a big old kiss. And then... After she, like, passes out, he's all like, you know, I still love you. How could I not? Look at you. Well, he, You're so beautiful. No, 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 no. That was before she kissed him. He like He's looking at her, and she looks like she's passed out. And it's a classic Dawson's Creek moment, because I think Dawson even did it in season one. Like, the first time we saw Drunk Joey. She's passed out on the couch, and he's confessing or whatever. Pacey's trying to put Alexander to sleep, talking about the English patient. But so he's confessing something to her in the same way about how he never could have gotten over her. And that's when she leans up and kisses him. And then she's like, your turn now. And I was like, what does that mean? Your turn now? But he does the no, it's his turn righteous thing. To date her again. To do what? Kiss her? I, I don't know. Well, he does. He kisses her on the forehead and goes, sweet dreams, Joey, and leaves. Like, we'll deal with this later. And you know when they're going to deal with it? They're going to deal with it right now in Castaways. Because they... Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, this is uh, at that party. I vote at a fancy party. Okay, so... It is the fifth annual benefit dinner and ball for the New England Preservation Foundation funding generously provided by Stepatech Incorporated. It's fancy as fuck. That's what I All right. And it's Pacey and Joey. Obviously, she's just like his fake date. So he's trying to like get a hand job from this blonde he's sitting next to. And Joey's underneath the table trying to blow him. No. 
and obviously she's just looking for her shoes or something and she is under the table being like oh god this chick is really trying to grab your cock right now she looks over because she is she's under the table on all fours trying to get her shoe that she somehow kicked so far away like i was just not buying that whole fucking thing but when she gets under it was very she looks when she gets under there she looks over and sees this blondes and when they open up, you see Pacey's got this whole table just around his finger making him laugh. This blonde is sitting real close, leaning in, laughing. So even before they showed the hand on the thigh, I'm like, oh, this is going to involve Pacey trying to fuck this blonde girl, isn't it? What kind of drama is that going to cause? But when Joey looks and sees the hand on the thigh, she literally jumps and hits her head on the table. She's so taken aback by this. She can't believe that this young, successful man would be having sexual moments with women out in the wild. Because he's told everyone there that Joey is his sister. So there's no sexual... They can't be sexual at this table tonight. Yeah. And then Joey's like, if we don't leave, I'm going to fucking make out with you right here. Yeah. And she's and he's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Five minutes. But first the blonde grabs him. The blonde grabs him and goes, listen, buddy, I'm willing to ditch my brother tonight, too, if you want to ditch your sister. We can meet back here in an hour and we can fucking bone down. And Pacey's like, yes. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah, Pacey's like, uh, yeah, I'm down with that, too. Like, nowadays, you could just be like, hey, Joey, I'm going to get you an Uber. And uh, <laughs> Joey would be like, I'm going to get my own fucking Uber. I will see you tomorrow. But no, he drags her out of there, and on the way, he's like, we gotta stop at this big Kmart so I can grab some condoms, you know what I mean? Oh wait, no, I mean, I gotta get some laundry detergent. Yeah, why doesn't he just say condoms? Because of what he brings up later when they get to the phones. We're gonna talk about it, because it's stupid as fuck, and Joey feels the same way, and I was like, the fact that I agree with Joey is weird. Basically, they end up getting locked in this fucking store, because Joey needs to go to the bathroom and get guard. They sneak into the store when they shouldn't anyway, so sh- fucking their fault to begin with. Yeah. But they get in the they're in the back in this bathroom and everyone's gone and they're locked up or whatever they're trying to call the police to get them on the line pacey's like call 911 she's like this isn't an emergency i'm like yes just call 911 it's absolutely an emergency you're locked in this fucking store you don't need to be there i'd call 911 for that i'll go oh, if they said it wasn't an emergency i'd say oh i'm sorry i'm like oh, i won't break this glass it's gonna be an emergency <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear some alarms here in a little bit. I'm just giving you a heads up. I am inside and I don't want to be. <laughs> I am trying to leave. <laughs> so if you don't want this to turn into an emergency, just send a patrolman over here. Have, I don't know. But have someone else break this glass. It's pissing me off. But they're getting... Dude, I tell you what I would have been doing. And maybe this is because it's like I've worked at places like this, right? It's just like go up to the front offices or whatever like to find one of the office i'm sure there's somebody's phone number around there be like oh there are multiple places where people's phone numbers are and i'm just like all right i'm calling this person this person i'm calling until i get an answer dude on this day and age in my life i pull up on my phone an app which is what i punch in and out of for my daily work and on there is a fucking phone tree for everyone who works for my company so there you go but again 2003 they didn't have that kind of cell phone technology i get it but they definitely had taped paper to a wall technology yep but that's not what happens the only phone they have is a pay phone because every other phone in there is just an intercom phone there's no other which door. again not real i don't think that's a real thing either no i mean i've never worked at a kmart so who knows but it's but i feel like they have to in like i'm saying like a manager's room and even if still 
if those if might have been like locked. That is locked. Yeah. Something like that's locked. I mean, like, okay, I'm sorry, but that's getting broke. Yeah, so kick I that door in. in. Yeah, I'm gonna kick that door in. Yeah, but like, big, I'm, I'll sorry. Big K can pay I'm for locked it. in here and I'm trying to get the fuck out. But you locked me in here. They'll go, we'll check the tapes. We'll see if you're supposed to be in here. But your security guard fucked up and we slipped in. That's not my fault. But like, I mean, you gotta fire him. I mean, it's you gotta kind fire of, Hank. You don't need to fire Hank. I'm fine with Hank keeping his job. I think you should definitely probably even give him a raise. Hank doing good work. I was being slippery. But that's not my fault either. That's society's fault. Society made me slippery. And I just needed some condoms. Which and at this point, pee. well, at this point, Joey's like, I'm cold. Let me get your jacket, boy, because they're still sitting on hold. So he hands over his jacket, and in the pocket of that jacket is a thing of condoms. And she pulls it out and she goes, Are you fucking kidding me? This is what we stopped for? You told me laundry detergent and you needed condoms? And Pacey's like, Um, um, and someone like, on the line. We don't talk about sex. And that's, that's why our relationship is great. That's why he didn't tell her he was stopping for condoms. And she's all like, she's all like, I usually don't want to talk sex about or talk about sex with anybody. But she's like, but I'm I'm trying to change that now. Like, you don't want to talk about anything. And she starts talking about sleeping with Eddie and sleeping with Dawson. Pacey's like, I don't want to hear about it. And she's like, we can't just pretend like this whole part of our lives don't exist. It's not going to work. For him, I don't, I think it's more or so that he's just like, he's just like, I had sex with you. Now I want to pretend that you're like that the last person you had sex with was me why would you want to do that I, that's I, not what i'm thinking but that's what he's thinking. i don't even know if that's what i don't know i don't know i don't know how to assign motivation to that outside of, i, I otherwise don't understand it i think he's just if he thinks about it he knows he's going to be jealous so he just doesn't think about it because i think deep down pace he never stopped being in love with joey because he broke up with her on bullshit premises that were about him being a failure anyway and now he's not a failure anymore so that excuse is gone so that's why it's kind of rising to the surface and he's like hey i got that fetty he's like i got that work respect but it's first they got to keep arguing though because when she's like we can't just ignore that he's like yeah well it worked for you and dawson and she's like i can't believe you fucking just said that to me right now I can't even believe it. I'd be it. like, deal with it. Well, Pacey's like, you don't even care who I sleep with, man. I could have fucked that blonde chick at that dinner tonight right there on that table in front of you, and you wouldn't have even batted an eye. And Joey's like, yeah, you fucked my roommate and really good friend for like a year. I'm kind of like used to that shit now, bro. So every argument Pacey has, Joey is like, listen, I'm trying to mature, and you're being a weirdo here. They somehow segue to, to, to her being like, I'm going to shave that fucking goatee off. I don't remember how they got there. Well, the pay. Well, the the pay. They keep arguing about their. They, they argue and argue and argue and argue about their past, and they and then the, the payphone rings, and he answers it, and it turns out that they're low on the list. Right? There's been freezing rain that somehow popped up since they left, so they're stuck there for a while. And they go their separate ways because it's been heated. She's looking at books. He's looking at TVs and camcorders. And so finally he gets on the intercom. He calls her over. He's like, listen, man, I've been a dick and I'm sorry. My bad. Let's leave the past in the past. Let's move on into the future. Here's some pajamas to put your ass in. I will offer you one thing that will help you. Oh, yeah, that's how they did it. And then he shows up and comes around the corner and she immediately goes, oh, I know what I want. And they run to the razor aisle, basically. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think so. You're not getting rid of this goatee. And she's like, when I don't have to look on that thing, look at that thing on your face anymore, I will feel so helped. 
you won't even understand. I don't understand why he's just not like, yeah, sure, fucking shave it. It's not like I can't grow it right back. So he actually runs away from her for a while to do so little playful chasing. But finally they end up in the bathroom and she changes into her pajamas and he's getting ready to shave. And he explains why. He says it's like when ball players are on a winning streak, they don't change their socks. So he's equating his goatee to a pair of dirty socks. And he wants to keep that on his face for good luck. Yeah, it's stupid. I was just like, dude, really? Your goatee are your lucky socks? You're out of your fucking mind. And she's like, okay, well, if it means that much to you, you don't have to shave it. And he's like, for real? She's like, yeah, for real. So he doesn't. And then... They fake us out. And then they watch... uh... Dude, dude, think about how ridiculous this is. We've been talking about how awful this goatee is for the whole season. And I bet you in real life they were getting feedback about how bad that goatee was. So much so that they made it. A massive storyline. They show us the goatee being shaved. Like, it's insane how it just blew me away that something we were focusing on so much. Something I have been putting on the previously ons pretty much the entire season. So, quite technically, and I actually wrote this down. So, he is definitely clean shaven when Joey, quote unquote, shaves off his goatee. It was clear to me that he was clean shaven when she shaved off his goatee. It's easier to film her shaving away the the shaved cream. Nothing, because she doesn't have to deal with the razor and shit like that. But yeah, they watch Fear and Loathing because she's got to read that book. All of this happens before the goatee even gets shaved. Just to point out right now. They go get nachos. Yeah. They watch Fear and Loathing. They banter and have a good time again and then finally he's like let's go do something active he gives in he's like let's go shave it and that's when it gets shaved off and then they like set up a tent or whatever but sleep outside of the tent like right next to each other in the same sleeping bag or something hold on we're skipping over that at the end of the goatee being shaved off they kiss oh yeah 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 but she's all like i need some more time well, the look on her face when they come across or come apart from each other is like her whole world just got turned upside down. She had no fucking clue what was going on. And basically she is like, you don't look very surprised this happened right now, Pacey. And he's like, well, I'm not very surprised this happened right now because I've been thinking about this for a minute. And she's like, I've been thinking about this ever since I put you to bed drunk. Well, what he, what she says is I've been thinking about it since I saw you in that outfit earlier. And that's when she goes, wait. So you've been thinking about kissing me all night. The whole time you're flirting with this other blonde girl and setting up a fucking bang session with this blonde girl. You were thinking about kissing me? And he's like, uh, yes. And she's like, all right. Hmm. Okay, well, like, is this new? And he's like, yeah, no, I always want to do this. Like, it's not just new. Like, this is just how it goes. And she's like, God damn it. The best way that you could express this feeling towards me was to pick a fight with me tonight then. And I was like, Joey, have you been living in the Dawson's Creek universe for the last six seasons? Of course he has to pick a fucking fight with you. That's all you sons of bitches do is fucking fight with each other. Yeah, pretty much. But I thought the best part, not maybe not the best part of this episode, but one of the most, like, funny parts of this episode is the next morning when they get woken up by just this random Kmart employee who is definitely, (gasps) like, just, like, some, like, stoner kid. No, so we met him earlier yeah, the day before. The he night walked before up to Pacey when he's and, buying the condoms. And he's like, nice. <laughs> or whatever. Like, 
It's super weird. So he wakes them up. So they end up like kissing and cuddling and spending the night next to each other all night. And this dude like wakes up. Pacey wakes up and sees him, wakes up Joey. And this kid's just standing him over. He's like, dude, this is totally uncool. Like you're to- you're allowed to test things and stuff, but the manager, his mind is gonna be blown. <laughs> Pacey's like, yeah, we don't really gotta tell him. Let's just get up and let's pay for some of this shit. Get the fuck out of here and never come back. And the kids like the kids like, hey, dude, is this your girlfriend though? And she's like, no, I'm not his fucking girlfriend. We just sleep together from time to time. You got a problem with that? <laughs> and I was like, Joey Potter. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, what was it, just an episode or two ago? I was like, man, it's really awkward when she talks about sex. But, like, by the time we get to this episode, it's like she's kind of taken a bit more of a command and it felt way more natural. It was, maybe it's because it's with Pacey. I think it was just funny. It was really funny. Absolutely. But I think maybe it's just because it's with Pacey. It comes across maybe. as not as weird as other situations. Because Pacey's like, yeah, what up, bro? And then the dude's like, dude. <laughs> so they, they buy like $98 worth of shit and they bicker and banter with each other on the way out the door. And there we are. That's the three pack. So what's your breakdown? Pretty, pretty cut forward and dry. Nope, that's not right, but we'll get to it. Uh, I, this is what I wrote. Goodbye, Eddie. Audrey's really pissing me off. And... Dawson's finally a boss. Drunk Joey is hilarious. Jen and Supernatural fucking Pacey's bed while Jack offers to, to marry Emma. And then Joey and Pacey get stuck in a Kmart. That all happened. Do you want to talk about your predictions for the next three pack? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. As I've done all season, I'll give you the option. You want all three at once? You want them one at a time? Yeah, let's do all three at once. Episode 16. That was then. Episode 17, Sex and Violence. Episode 18, Love Bites. B-I-T-E-S, not with a Y. That was then. We're going to get Joey saying something like, she doesn't know if she wants to pursue this thing with Pacey. And then she says, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. That was then. This is now. And... Why not continue what we once had? Because it was ended on some superficial bullshit. Let's start it up again. So what's going on with Pacey's job? Does that get addressed in this three-pack? I'm just going to go ahead and say no. Does not. After this next three-pack, we've got six total episodes left. So we get no more movement on the corrupt job potentially front. Uh, That'll have to happen in the last six at some point. I'm just checking. Yeah, assuming that it is actually something bad and we're just not react like we're it's a good reacting. I feel like something has to go there. But then again, this is a TV show and they could have just dropped the fucking storyline like a WWE or like uh, like a pro wrestling storyline. But this show does has never done that before. They've never done that. And they introduced the woman who was like, "Hey, this is shady." So we're supposed to be thinking this is shady, which means it's definitely going to end up being shady. Like, again, I don't remember. But if I'm sitting back watching right now having a guess, it's shady as fuck. They're setting up Pacey to take a big fall for some yeah, bad stuff. Yeah, in which case, I feel like there's only one of two ways it happens. He gets fired or he, like, I don't know if I want to say goes to jail or goes to prison. That's, I'm saying they're setting him up for a crime. I don't That's know, what I'm saying. Like, I, don't I feel know like they're goes. setting him up for, like, prison time, which think- is just, like, the... For him, the series ends with, well, I'm doing 10 to 15. Well, I guess that's my... So do you think it's shady at all? Do you think it's... 
I'm going to go with it's not illegal shady or it's not to the point where he's going to get like legally in trouble, but like there's unethical or something like that towards and it's all going to fall on him because he's like the lead manager of this project or whatever right his name is on every transaction so it's gonna he's gonna have to deal with negative press or some sort of negativity from his co-workers or something like that to where they can place the blame or something on him and maybe he does get fired but it's not going to be something that he has to worry about legally okay so i've taken you way off this three packs path so let's jump back to that were you did you have anything else to say about joey or pacey and what you think is going to happen with them in the next three pack either together or individually uh so i feel like they're going to be trying to they're they're going to be uh seeing this through and see if this is something that they can do until until once again pacey does not have the financial stability once he gets fired from his job and then all of a sudden that's back to where they were when they originally broke up so let's talk about jack and david yeah still good keep on keeping on same old same old keep it and until until they're not well, that's, so that's my question. The show has given me no reason to think that they won't. But let's talk about episode titles now. Let's bring it back to that and look at what we have with That Was Then, Sex and Violence, Love Bites. Do you think any of those could play into the Jack and David where that might change this three-pack? Something's got to happen this three-pack. If nothing's going to happen with Pacey's, Pacey's job, what's going to happen with something else? Like, something has to happen. No, I feel like he's going to get fired, and that's going to be a bit... It, it's going to be no, no, a no, no, huge no. thing. I'm, that, was, that was an example. I'm moving on from that. But something else has... You said that wasn't going to happen in this three-pack. You no, said I, I feel like that'll probably actually here. happen in this three-pack now that I've, okay, I've thought okay, about okay. it. Okay, okay. Okay, so but does anything happen with Jack and David then? Or they this three pack they keep keeping on? Yeah, I think they're gonna keep keeping on. Jen and Supernatural. I feel like it's I feel like something has gotta come to a head between Supernatural and Jen. And yes. I don't know if that's at the stand. Maybe something happens where like someone kills himself after talking to someone at the stand or someone comes in real violent at the stand looking to fucking hurt someone shoot up a fucking place and john and supernatural are there and maybe david dies he gets hit in the crossfire i don't know if they're gonna go with a a a, a mass public shooting they've they've laid off the columbine jokes in the last few years at least but I True. I get where you're coming from, though. I see what you're saying. So do those two survive this three-pack, or does it get too weird and, and terrible? No, they're going to keep on keeping on. They do, too? Okay. Yeah, why not? What about uh, Graham's No, actually, Love Bites. No, they're going to they're gonna break up in Love Bites. What about Graham's and Uncle Bill? I'm going to say <laughs> that we're not going to see either of them. I think that's a fair guess. Do we see any second bit secondary characters we wouldn't normally see in this three pack somehow? Or is it another one where it's just our main people? I feel like it's mostly going to be main people. I think Audrey is going to stay in rehab a little bit longer. Dawson's going to keep visiting her. And then he's going to either bang Tony Stark or Audrey. I need you to tell me which one you think he's going to bang more. Both. You think he's going to bang them both? 
He's going to come back, bang Tony Stark, and then he's going to come back and be like, Audrey, I totally banged Tony Stark. And Audrey's going to be like, that's awesome. Maybe we should bang. And then she's going to get out a, a fucking thing, and she's going to be like, hey, Dawson, maybe you should just move in to my house at my parents' house, and then they'll start banging, and then maybe they'll get married. Hollywood wedding. Ooh, a Hollywood wedding. Sign me up. I like the sound. Oh, of that. I subscribe to that. Okay, always with the shifting of the wedding bell goalposts, and I love it. I'm hey, here the for plans it. Plans always change. I'm here for it. That's subject to change. I like that you have, although your heart is still set on a Dawson and Joey. You seem to fully embrace there could be other options, and just oh, really yeah. just go for it because the Hollywood wedding is one of the most enticing options I've heard so far. I, I the more I think about it, the more I like it. Because then they can do all this stupid shit that they want by bringing in all these other people, like fucking bringing the Osbournes, bringing Seth Rogen again. Do you think we see Bob again? I mean, maybe he could be there at the wedding. If it's Audrey and Dawson, why not? He'd be like, I know Audrey. She's got nice boobs. Oh, he definitely talked about her boobs and her rubbing lotion for a while there. All right, so what is so what does Dawson do then? The street pack. I told you he's banging Tony Stark and he's banging Audrey. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's Hollywood right. Hollywood wedding. I was so focused on Audrey. It's a Hollywood wedding. Well, if you want to hear me forget a whole bunch of other stuff, or you want to remember a whole bunch of other things, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most importantly, 50randyquades.com and listen to all the shit that we've ever put up there. From 50 Randy Quades to Cage Talk to all of these episodes of group chat yeah yeah there's one thing i gotta say here next week's three pack is gonna be the final three pack of the creek chat run and we're gonna close the series out with a trio of two packs yeah 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 so we're gonna go from three packs to a three pack of two packs you know that's right jack yeah yeah so just keep that in mind as you move forward the episodes will hopefully be shorter unless we decide to talk way longer about two episodes than we would hopefully shorter oh well this (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Before I drag it on any longer than that, I'd just like to remind everyone, we We be be creaking. creaking!